Hi, welcome to the Mastermind Project podcast. My name is Brian McRae. I'm the founder of the Mastermind Project. And this podcast is intended to help you grow as a leader, to grow in productivity, and also to grow in relationships. Those are the three topics that we will always talk about here at the Mastermind Project. Chances are you're a small business owner or maybe a commissioned sales professional and you're looking to grow. And we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So once a month, we host an event designed to help givers grow. And so that's what we're here for. And this podcast is taken from a general session of a portion of our live event, uh, which we've now gone to virtual uh, as of 2020. So if you're comfortable, please join us. Feel free to join us. And you can go to www.briankmcrae.com. And you can register for our next event, which is the third Thursday of the month. So sit back and enjoy the shared learning experience here of the Mastermind Project. All right. By the way, um, again, please, as these guys are walking through, so what they're going to do, the intent of this, this is an implementation panel. Again, I'm going to take the burden off of them. They're not intended to be experts. It's not like they've got everything figured out. And I think they're going to be very humble when they say that. Because every one of them, when I talk to them, they're like, yeah, I'm not sure I can give everything you need. I'm like, nope, it's all about implementation. So it's about the journey. It's about the journey of implementing this. So we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Ah, we do need that, don't we? All right. So um, what I want you to do, though, if you have questions, a challenge, a struggle about hitting a goal, accomplishing a vision, anything that we've talked about so far, make a note because you're going to get a chance to ask these guys some questions. So we're going to get it started here. Um, so quickly, um, why don't we just kind of go through what I'd like to know is, um, just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you, um, professionally. And then what I'd like to do is what was, what was life like for you before you heard about the momentum system, those five elements of momentum. Okay. So that's, uh, so introduce yourself and then just give us an idea of what things were like before you discovered and started implementing this momentum system. Okay, so again, Rachel Ruffcar, I am a mortgage loan officer with the McCray Mortgage Team at Flat Branch Home Loans. Um, I am a wife and mother of three daughters, and that's a little bit about me, I guess. So before the momentum system, I started in the industry back in 2000-ish, so a long time ago. Um, and I was a solo loan officer for many years, was blessed to join the McCray team. I don't even know exactly when five-ish years ago. Um, Not and soon enough. That was That's my answer. <laughs> so I would say prior to the systems, I kind of ran with, I let my business run me, I guess the best way to say it, right? I responded to what I could. I had great ideas. Sometimes I would implement them, probably more so I would forget about them. Um, so it just create. it allowed me to be more intentional with my day-to-day -day and really take better control of my work and life in general. My name is Dawn Baumgartner, and um, I am a business development officer now with the McCray Mortgage Team at Flat Branch Home Loans. Um, 
I started, so I'm a wife as well. Um, and I have one daughter, she's a senior in high school and we are going to make it. Uh, I know she's a teenager, but we're just, so if you pray, please do. Um, no, um, but, um, I have been in the industry since early two thousands as well. Um, was in real estate though. I was on the real estate side. So a real estate broker and joined the McCray team just a little over two years ago, um, because of a vision Brian had, um, I, out of obedience was stepping out of a position that I was in, um, and, um, had already transitioned my company over to someone else to run. And so I refer all of my business now, even though I'm still an active broker and um, just knew that I was supposed to reach out to Brian and said, Hey, I'm looking to, um, to do something different. And I know I'm supposed to reach out to you. And so together we were able to create something that had been on his heart for some time. And I said, let's just, I'll, I'll run with helping put it together. And if I'm the person, great. And if I'm not, then you're going to make a great hire. And uh, so we got to the end of that process and um, decided that it was a good fit for me. And so, and the company agreed. So I get to run with them now. Um, and prior to the momentum system, which I really heard about here first at Mastermind, um, I would say that I kind of ran with my hair on fire. I reacted to all kinds of things. Um, I was, um, I loved shiny objects. Um, I, um, you know, um, was really just running after whatever seemed to be most urgent in the moment. And I did not have work-life balance. I remember going on our 20th wedding anniversary, and that was the first time that I had gotten away from my business where I literally did not have to be concerned about where my phone was. Um, and so, um, again, I just celebrate that. I remember the first, right after I started, I would sometimes call Brian on the way home um, from doing something fun and being like, I used to be at work at this time still, and now I've been out doing something fun. So uh, it's really provided a much better quality of life and quality of relationships with the people in my life, both on the business and the professional on the personal side. Good morning. My name is David Adams and I am the owner of a company called simply senior solutions. And we help seniors and retirees navigate the Medicare maze. Um, and I guess I'll go, I have three daughters too. So <laughs> happily married with three older daughters. Um, but when I first found out about this system, I was actually in a career in an industry that um, I thought was going to be a good fit for me. And it really wasn't. I wasn't comfortable in that area. And but it led me into the Medicare space. And I knew I needed something. I knew what I wanted in terms of starting my own business. I just didn't know how to make it all happen. And just by being around this group, learning about the 12 week year, the implementation system. And I just I just committed to to trying that and working on that and uh it's still a work in progress it's been a uh, it's been a great journey i've met a lot of great people and um yeah so it, it's thank you for the opportunity to be here today and uh, look forward to helping you guys i'm dan lewix i'm an insurance broker i help people with home auto business and life insurance and i'm married have two wonderful daughters and prior to prior to starting this system i'd had some success However, um, kind of like if you're in a race car and it's got a throttle or a governor on it where you can only go so fast, I knew there was something that was holding me back and limiting me. And by applying the, the techniques, it really allowed me to accomplish a lot more and also work less. So that was a really, really big deal. Uh, <laughs> wasn't sure if I was going to share this or not, but I may have the world's worst haircut right now. I almost wear a hat today. <laughs> so part of the planning process is always get your hair cut at eight o'clock on the Monday before mastermind. So you show up and look nice at the, at the event. Well, what I didn't plan for was that my main person that mainly cuts my hair wasn't going to be there. 
and neither was the backup. And I thought to myself, well, what's the worst that could happen? And based on time allocation for Tuesday and Wednesday, I thought it would be a good decision to find out what the worst that could happen would be. And I'm still not sure if I made a good decision, but. Was that the uh, Charles Barkley barber? <laughs> when I came home, my daughter says, Dad, what happened? Yeah. Your hair. That's, you're bald. <laughs> it's actually worse than bald, Dad. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> and I figured in two weeks, things will be okay again. But that's it, it, it was part of the planning process, you know, and, and making decisions and, and that type of thing. So being a part of this system helps you have a clear decision-making process to help you know where to spend your time, where not to spend your time, and how to say an empowered no when you need to. And most of the time, make good decisions. But if you make a bad decision, you've at least got some background to go off of. Yeah, just to, that's good, guys. Thank you for the introductions. Just um, what I'd like to do is, as you guys walk through this, so I'm gonna. The next question is, I just want you to, what's maybe something that you've accomplished that this this framework, this momentum system, has helped you accomplish that accelerated. You might have been able to do it, but it helped you do it in less time. So maybe one example, some results that you've gotten from implementing this system, and then I think the next question we're gonna do is that, that I'll ask you is that give you some time to process is which one of the elements have you struggled with the most? Because I think there's some, and we'll, so we'll give you two, the questions about which element is going to be, which one did you struggle with the most and which one was easy? So we'll go those two. So, but first of all, let's give a result. So we have kind of a, some, here's what I think, here's how it's worked for me. So think about something that's some result of goal that you've accomplished or part of your vision that's coming true that you could attribute to your implementation. And you guys can pick who goes first. All right, so uh, one thing, it was fairly recent back in uh, November, I just had assistant uh, leave, uh, life circumstances changed and she was kind of helping me accomplish a number of different things and that went out the window. And um, I wanted to help a group of guys uh, accomplish whatever it was that was their vision. I wanted to help them hit the metrics they were looking, goals they were looking to achieve in 12 weeks. So January through March. And I wanted to have 12 guys inside of a group that paid me to help them achieve all those things. And the result was I ended up with 10 guys that paid me to help them achieve three different things in their life that they wanted to achieve over the next 12 weeks. And I taught them this system. So that'd be the result. I guess, I guess to add to that, all 10 of them said 100% loved it. And we achieved what we said we wanted to achieve with the system. Yeah, so when I started my business, uh, the Medicare agency, I knew I wanted to have a referral-based business, 100% referral-based business, because there's a lot of people that do what I do, and you can go out and you can buy leads, you can buy lists, and you get mailers and all that stuff, and to me, that's quantity over quality, and having been in this group, I realized the value of having a referral, because you already have that level of trust, so for me, my first thing I did was really identify who would be my best and most um, influential referral partner. Uh, I mentioned before that I was in a career that I wasn't very happy with, and that was um, I was a financial advisor. Um, so I left that, and I quickly realized that other financial advisors would be a good referral source for me. So my goal was to get out and meet 
and network with as many advisors as I can. If I met you, I certainly asked you who your advisor was and if I could get that introduction. And um, the results of that have been um, advisors are my top referral source and literally their clients just call me. My phone rings and they just call and they say, hey, you know, Dan told me to give you a call. I need help with Medicare. Or Mike told me to give me a call. I need help with Medicare. So it's kind of fun to have people call you rather than going out calling them as far as the clients go. So that's been a good result. Dave, that's, um, um, I, I told you they're going to be a little humble. Um, it, it, unpack a little bit more. Okay. What kind of results? So yes, you had the, your phone was ringing. Yes. Um, so, but your, your first year, I got it right here. My first year I had was 2019 was my first full year in the business. I had 89 referrals. The next year I had 169. And then last year was 157. And this year I'm at just over 30. So, and those are literally people calling me. I'm not in Medicare. You can't cold call anyway, which is good because I don't like to do that, but it's fun to have people just call you and say, Hey, so-and-so referred me to you. How can we help you? Yeah. Like I said, a referral, you already have that level of trust. So they know that we're there to help. So is that good? Uh, I don't know. Is that good? <laughs> <laughs> so um, Rachel and I kind of work together as a team because I get to work with the entire team of the loan officers at um, on the McRae team. So um, I'm going to share that when we started this journey, um, I was already walking into an environment where this was like, a part of what they were doing. So they did um, the 12 week year, they were following the momentum system. And one of the things um, that they had was a lot of vision for what they wanted. Um, and they all had great ideas and things that they wanted to achieve. And so um, we focus, we have a prioritization really on, you know, people that we want to that we want to spend more time with, people we want to be in business with, people that do business like we do business and that want to serve people at a high level like we do. Um, and so our focus was really on um, creating what um, what we call ambassadors. So, um, you know, having champions, people that, hey, like this is somebody we'd love to be in business with. Um, business models look like the same, desires are the same. And so we set a goal to create um, ambassadors from those champions to tend to reach out to new champions. And so that was a big part of what I got to do. Um, and so we started doing that. We systematized that and, and did that. Um, and I guess that's, I would say that that's probably the thing that I did is I created a ton of systems around the vision that the team already had so that we could scale. Um, because I think we all hit that place in our business where we're like, okay, I'm doing it and it's going well. And I've you know hit a new ceiling and you have to figure out how you're going to get through that ceiling into the next floor, right? Because every ceiling is a floor on the other side. And so that was a big part of what we were able to do. So in the first quarter that we did that, we identified 12 people that we would like to be in business with, um, that we would like to spend more time with and get to know better. Um, and those were people that would be referral sources for our, our team and that we could then refer back to. Um, and of those 12, eight of them um, in that quarter, um, started running with us. And, and we had to, you know, we subbed a couple people out. So in the end, we ended up identifying and, and running with 12 people in that first quarter when we did that. Um, but eight of the original people that we identified, um, that, Hey, we'd like to run with them. When we reached out, there was, you know, responsiveness and receptivity. Um, and then we watched that play out because we have, 
percentages that we look at of like, okay, what percent of their business might we be able to serve? Um, because again, they have other people too, right? So we started looking at that and how that would play out in our business. And I'll let Rachel kind of share what those numbers look like now, um, you know, about a year and a half later, um, how that's showing up in our business now. But does that answer the question? Does for me. I don't know if it does for everybody else. So if you're going to clap, it's okay to clap. I mean, let's clap. So. so to piggyback from Dawn, if you guys think back to 2021, um, in our business, we were blessed immensely, right? Mortgage rates were at all-time lows. Refinances were calling in. Most lenders could just put their head down, answer the phone, and run. Life was great. But again, vision, it's like we know one day rates are going to change. This, this is going to shift and where will we be? So the focus was we have to continue to pour into our um, referral partners and focus on purchases and just make sure that when the market does shift that we haven't been forgotten. So I give kudos to the fact that we took the time and made a conscious system in place to say, who are people that are like-minded that we want to do business with that we can give back to them, right? That we can pour into their business, that we can coach. Dawn um, runs a weekly realtor roundtable that we invite realtors to to help them grow their business. So we look for ways of how can we help you, and then hopefully in return you'll see that you want to do business with us. So to just share the goal or the um, result in Q1 of this year, we tracked what percentage of the business that we did came from these new referral partners that we'd worked so hard with to love on and to run with in 2021. And it was 40%. So 40% of our closed business in Q1 was with those newer agents that we just really started working with last year. So. Okay. So real quick, by the way, if you're sitting in the office, you're like, yeah, I don't know what any of that means. Um, just real quick, give me just either a smile, some indication of the results that you've had. What do those results mean to you? Thumbs up, big smiles. How do you feel about it? Exactly. Okay. So the point that I'm trying to say is those things, what they're talking about may not mean much to you, but the point is they're doing it intentionally. And I can recall, you know, for instance, I'm, I'm going to give you a quick example. Um, how many of you have had a desire to hire somebody, but you just didn't know how? Anybody, whether it's an assistant, I know, Mike, I know you struggled with it. Um, we got a couple people raising their hand. I'm just going to give you a quick example. Guys, I'm in the mortgage business. I have been for 20 years. And the idea of build, having a business development coordinator, somebody could help me go out and, and love on our strategic partners, our financial advisors, our real estate professionals, because that's 100% of our business comes from referrals. The idea of hiring somebody to go out and do that was an idea. It's part of a vision. But what I did is I decided with the team, these guys, I went to, to the rest of the team and I said, I think this has got to be my thing for this 12-week period. It was my focus. That didn't mean I took my eye off. It's like, you know, we still breathe. We still go grocery shopping. We still do other things. But my focus, the fortress around my focus for that quarter was to, was to put together a game plan and hire a business development coordinator. So my point is, and I'm just, what I'm trying to do is say it, it can apply to whatever area of life. We're all, right now, the biggest context is business. But this also applies personally. Matter of fact, every one of our coaching clients, we suggest two or three goals inside of a 12-week period. One of them is always personal. We want to help people win at work and at home. And these guys have all probably done that, um, had goals. They'll talk about mostly business goals today. There's probably some personal things on there as well. But my point is, it's not the, it's not the, it's not the application. It's, it's the principles that behind what they're talking about. So 
as we talk about those principles, those elements, what I'd like you guys to do is some, is there one of the, one of the elements of vision, planning, metrics, time allocation, or the joyful accountability that you really gravitated to or gravitated away from? It was really just difficult for you to, to, to understand or how to implement it. I'd say the hardest is time allocation. Cause again, we where our business a lot of times runs us. So to make sure that I stay focused, um, that was probably my biggest challenge was carving out time, making sure I honor it. I don't like to say no. I don't like to pick up the phone when somebody's calling. So to make sure that I turned off my systems, my email, I wasn't checking, you know, and actually spend some time on meeting all of my tactics every week. Um, that was hard for me, but accountability is a big thing for me. Like I think back to school and I was like the A student, right? You don't want to disappoint anybody or let anybody down. So I did not want to show up every week and tell everybody I had an F. So that helped me is just making sure that I had other people that I had to report to and um, I didn't want to fail. So if you maybe aren't such a good student, another thing that our team does, which is fun, is put money on the table. So if you want to accomplish something and you're struggling with it, if you share, if I show up next week and I didn't do what I said I was going to do, I'm giving everybody five bucks. That's also a great idea. So then you're kind of forced to do it. So I would say those are my two. Um, so for me, um, my, my favorite is time allocation. Like I love telling my time where to go. Oh my. Um, <laughs> And those of you that can see my calendar or yes. I might touch your calendar, you're welcome. And yes. I'm sorry. Um, but I like telling my time where to go because I like to be efficient and I want to maximize as much as I can. Um, and so something that I've learned, though, for my wonderful team um, and this process is that buffer is also important, right? You have to have white space on your calendar. I never had that before. So I'm growing in that area and that's been beautiful. But time allocation is probably my favorite. And I find that it's one of the um, fastest ways to get things back in your life that you thought were lost or that you didn't think that you could get done. Um, so I love time allocation. And I'm going to give you some hope. Um, the one that was always most difficult for me and still stump sometimes stumps me um, is vision. Like I don't like stopping, like slowing down enough to think like, what do I want in a couple of years? It doesn't matter. Right now, this is what I want. This is what we're going to make happen, right? Like I heard you, you want that, we're going to make it happen. Um, so I, that is still something that, and I don't know if it's personality or it's just or what that is, but it doesn't matter because none of those things are excuses. But vision is where um, I probably struggle the most with slowing down long enough to do that. And I'm grateful, again, to have the joyful ability of the people around us and to be able to teach some of these things to other people um, because it holds me accountable to having to make the time to do the vision part so that I can show up and have integrity. I have seen Dawn's calendar and it's quite impressive. If you ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So my biggest challenge, like Rachel, is time allocation. Um, it's interesting. I can, I can almost see like if my business is slowing down, I can look back three to four weeks and see what was I actually doing. And I can tell I wasn't doing what I knew I should have been doing, the activities and the, the action items. Um, and then that affects your business or my business, you know, about four to six weeks later. But the opposite is true too. If you're doing what you should be doing and doing activities and uh, honoring your time block, that's a phrase I got from Didi. Uh, Didi and I are in an accountability pod this quarter and uh, 
we were talking about honoring that time block and uh, that's important. So I, I, I it kind of ebbs and flows. If you're doing what you should be doing, you'll get the results. But if you don't, you can always look back and say, you know what? I really wasn't doing what I should have been doing about three or four weeks ago. At least for me, that's how it works out. As far as um, vision is probably the one that I gravitate to the most. Um, it keeps me grounded. You know, if if I realize I'm not doing what I should be doing, I can look back to my vision and say, okay, let's reset, let's refocus, let's come up with a plan of action to start achieving those goals that I put on my vision. And I actually put a copy of my vision board in front of me on my desk every day. So it's a nice reminder there. So vision is the one I gravitate to. Time allocation is one I struggle with. So. Dave, real, real quick before we go to Dan, because um, we'll probably end up, because I want to give some questions to the audience. Um, but you're doing something right now. You're about to launch something. Can you? Are you comfortable talking about that? Sure, a little bit. <laughs> it's not. I, it's not. But go ahead, ask your question. Um, why don't you tell us about that? Because one was that part of your vision. Yes. So what he's referring to is in my business there is a lot of uh, manual work as far as researching not to get too into the woods but researching doctors and prescriptions for people that we're working with and i had this vision of how can we make that more efficient and the first thing i did was hire a virtual assistant to do all that manual work for me which i thought was a brilliant idea um, and it's worked out really well but then further along i thought there's got to be something more i could do in, to even help other agents and there's literally thousands of agents who do what i do um, so we um i say we my wife and I have started a software company to utilize technology to help agents be more efficient with their time. And that's getting launched probably in the next four to six weeks. And just to give you an example, what would take an agent 10 to 15 hours a month to do, we could literally do it. This technology would literally do it in seconds, if not minutes. So, um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Go ahead. That's it. That's it. Um, the reason I'm pointing it out is part of, so Dave, um, I, I know all of these individuals very well because uh, I work with the two on the left here and uh, I'm in a, the two on the right, David and Dan are part of the Accelerate coaching program. So I know some details here. My point is I've watched David, the, the virtual assistant, I believe was part of a 12 week plan for you. I've watched you with your referrals, growing your referral based business, part of a 12 week plan. I've watched you bring and be vulnerable and bring a software idea to a group and say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. And you just shared, it, you got some feedback, and then you went and you just executed. Now, here's a guy. How long have you been in the industry, your industry? Total about six years. Okay. On How long full time? On my own about, it'll be four years this September. So. so he's just now getting ready. To, he's in his completed three full years, is in his fourth year, and he's launching, he's not only built a successful practice, but is launching a software company to help others solve a problem in his industry. It's crazy. It's you're an inspiration, man. Just uh, your 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 vision and your ability to go execute has just been phenomenal. Well, to watch. thank you. Just a quick story about a year and a half ago in our accelerate call, Dan was leading the call, and he was coming. He came up with the idea. Does anybody have any moonshot ideas? And that's kind of when I was thinking about this thing, and I shared it with the group. And, uh, honestly, without the group, it probably wouldn't be where it is today. So thank you, guys. Wow. Thank you. 
totally forgot about that. So, <laughs> no. Um, so uh, accountability is the main thing I'll talk about, but uh, having the clear vision, so pausing, like Dawn said, might not seem productive, but it saves you so much time because it gives you clarity on what you should say yes to, what you should say no to, and having systems for uh, redirecting your time. Uh, I'm looking at that, and I'm like, you're good at that. So um, with that, uh, joyful accountability is the, the one that grabs my heart because when I look back on all the things that have been way more successful or moonshot type things, there's always been a joyful accountability behind it. So I'll do it the way that I do it, and then I'll run into something or go slow or the governor on me. So for this group I wanted to put together, I had done it a year before and it was pretty easy. I just called local dads that I knew that were maybe friends of mine or uh, the dads of my kids' um, friends. So I wanted to build a tighter community, empower dads, help them uh, grow their families, better lead their families in a humble way. And I knew that would influence my kids in a positive way if their friends had uh, good dads and I knew the dads better myself. And so it was really, really cool. This year, I decided I was going to take it nationally and uh, just find some guys across the country that also wanted to accomplish some big things. And, uh, so I set that up. My assistant left. The system I had wasn't working very well. I had like three people in this group, and it was mid-November, uh, mid early December. And in the Accelerate group, they said, uh, how's that going? I was hoping you weren't going to ask because I only got three. How many do you need? I'd like to have 12, but you know, nine will work. And Brian's like, when do you need to have them in by? I'm like, ah, like two weeks. That way they can do all the pre-work before we start. And he's like, well, how are you going to get there? I'm like, I have no idea. Like, it's like, is it important? I'm like, yeah, it's important, but I'll just push it back till April. It'll be fine. He's like, okay. And then when are you going to push it back to after that? I'm like, well maybe he's like is there any way where you can hit your current deadline so yeah let me think this is what it, and this is my thought process too what are your resources michael i've got a podcast i've got a facebook community which has got about six at that time i think it had about 500 guys in it he's like well how can you contact all those guys i'm like well that's the thing i can't it takes too much time and David may have been the one they asked the question next. He's like, isn't there something you could do to kind of automate the process? I was like, oh my gosh, there sure is. I've got a virtual assistant that works for me that could do all this stuff for me. And then somebody else said, hey, what about Calendly? Have it may have been David on that one too. Could you automate that part and set up a calendar where people could just sign up and raise their hand and say, I'm interested. So within two days, I had 30 interviews to talk to people and to see about their interest level, if they'd be willing to pay to be in this group. And so that's how it all came together within, you know, the time of uh, it's not possible and I'll push it back to April. That way I can get it done to, well, maybe July. I'll push it back again to um, being fully signed up, completed. And these guys had plenty of time to do the weekly exercises before we actually started running the 12 week group. So now guys, do you remember the slide that I showed you that had the 95% so Dan, I think, and execution-wise, I mean, if you take a look at those things, he had a vision. It put a plan together. Plan probably could have had a few more. Could have been a, could have been a little bit better. 
but you had a goal. You were sharing it with a group, which by the way, Dan, like I said, Dan and Dave are part of the Accelerate Coaching Program. And so this is the point is at the bottom, that 95%, he was sharing it with a group. And that is, if you look at the principles, he was showing up, he was being vulnerable because he said something. He committed to something publicly to a group of people that cared about it. And so it doesn't matter who gets the credit. The point is everybody cared about him. He said it was important to him and he launched the group. So how many did you end up having in it? Ended up with 10. Okay. Was that, was that part, if you'd have gone back three years ago, could you have imagined if that was part of your vision? Could you imagine you actually having a, a group of 500 guys, a podcast? By the way, he's a full-time insurance agent. Okay. So he's got a podcast. He's got a Facebook group. Now he's, now he's starting to impact the lives of others. That's near and dear on his heart. That's what he wants to do. Part of your vision? Yeah, part of my vision. All, and it's take a look at what he did. All I'm trying to do is communicate to you. Whether you show up here once a month, whether you decide to get more involved in this community or not, those things work. So I'm just encouraging you. Vision, planning, metrics, time allocation, and joyful accountability. Who's holding you? And by the way, tell me if you guys agree with this. Joyful accountability isn't necessarily accountability. It's holding you capable. Holding yes. us capable. We all have the ability to build something really special. And when you get into a group of people who care about you and want to hold you capable, that's what joyful accountability is. They're holding you capable of building what you've decided is, is special to you. All right. Um, we're going to get close on time here. Um, I want to make sure because this event is for you. It's to help you implement. So any questions, comments, feedback, happy to, uh, happy to give this panel some time. So Anybody have a question or a thought or a comment that they would like to, to ask these implementers who are doing some special things? Yes, please. I have a question for Don. Okay. Because I'm like Don, my, uh, my calendar never has like a week for questions. It's very easy to say, oh, you put like this. But in reality, how do you transition to mentally be able to not feel like it's okay? I'll be like, oh, I got an hour of nothing. Right. So I'm going to paraphrase that question just so the people on Zoom and on Facebook Live can hear too. So um, we have um, Cece's asking a question about like, how did I find the ability to get white space on my calendar? How did I start adding that? Right. Because we're, you know, we think we have an hour of time and then we put something in it and then we're like, wait, I should be doing something else. So does that, is that right? Um, so great question. Um, I would say the easy answer is it came from joyful accountability. I had to say to my group, um, which I have to do a lot, like I had to say to Rachel or to our team or to my accountability partners, Diane Collins, and, um, you know, like, this is important. I am not going to, I'm not going to be here for the long haul. I mean, like we all have to be real about that, right? We cannot do this forever if we run ourselves ragged. Um, and I experienced that in multiple times in my career, um, and so really, I just had to say, like, I need white space and I need you to look at my calendar and don't say, wow, that's really impressive. Say, huh, that looks pretty full. Where's your buffer? Where are your buffer blocks? Right. So I started showing up and I had to show my calendar. Um, and I still have to do that with Brian. When he sees me running like full speed ahead, he's like, hey, I want to see your calendar. I'm like, no, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> which he always has access to it, but he always asks anyway, because the point is he wants me to know, hey, I care about you. I want you to run healthy. Right. Um, and so I, I did. I had to bring accountability in around it. Um, the other thing, in case you're thinking, OK, that sounds great. Right. Like you guys are all in queue with your answers. 
The other thing to remember there is it's about planning. So I have a planning block when I'm fresh. So my family thinks sleeping is like the best thing next to Jesus. So they like to sleep until like noon or one on Saturday. Like, no kidding. I'm up at six. So I got a lot of stuff. I have a lot of time that I can get stuff done. Um, So I like to plan my next week when my brain is fresh. So my buffer blocks and my like travel buffers and my white space blocks and my personal blocks or my like nobody can schedule here unless you asked on first, those all go in the week before. So my week is happening and then I'm watching, I'm paying attention, but on Saturday morning or maybe Friday afternoon, if I find that I'm still fresh enough at that point, because I need to have a clear mind about it, right? I can't be in the emotional mind or the running mind. I have to be clear and just even about, okay, I need to look at this week and are there things that need to adjust? Because we all have things in our life that adjust, um, things like that. Um, so I do that on Saturday morning there, you won't find on my calendar. Some, you know, people look and think, oh, you're so busy. Um, my calendar is full because I intend to do things with every hour of the day that I am in my business time. Um, I don't have an open white space of an hour. It will say white space. And then I know that means I'm supposed to take a walk or go get water or go talk to people around the office or make personal phone calls, right? Like it, it always says something. Um, because that is me being intentional with my time and making sure that I have that. Does that help? Yeah. Anybody else have a question? Uh, Sean. So the biggest challenge in implementing the system and how did you overcome it? So... I look back and I laugh and I still do. I mean, every 12 weeks that we redo it, I kind of look to see what was my previous 12 week year or what was, you know, last year at this time. I always put too much on it. So that is probably the biggest challenge is I, I want to accomplish everything. Like, right. We have so many great ideas. Let's get it all done. It's not realistic. It doesn't happen. So I always tell people if you're starting, like start so super small, like have one personal and one business goal. And then maybe have like one or two tactics, right? Like set yourself up to where it's a challenge, but you're not going to fail. Because I think what happens is many people do it the first quarter, the first 12 weeks, and they fail. And they're like, that's not for me. So if you if you just can start small with something and just have a couple of things that you really want to accomplish in those 12 weeks, and you have accountability, because I will never do it if I don't have accountability. Um, and I would also say, try and find somebody maybe that's a little different than you. For me personally, that's helped. Like Dawn is amazing at systems, me, not so much. So like you can bounce ideas off one another and I will do better at saying like, Dawn, take it easy. You're taking on too much, you know, so find somebody that maybe is a little bit different personality to just give you a different perspective. Anybody else? Yeah, I was, that's a good question, Sean. I was going to say the same thing pretty much. Um, I think we all comment that our first 12-week year, when you look back on it, it's just it's like a disaster. It's like, <laughs> how was I ever going to accomplish yeah. nine goals in 12 weeks with 130 tasks? Um, Been there. Yeah, yeah. So like Rachel said, just keep it simple. You know, I, I do three goals. Uh, this quarter, I'm doing three goal or this 12-week year, three goals, um, two business, one personal. Um and the accountability is huge. I mean, like I said, DD and I are in an accountability pod. Um, we hold each other accountable. You have to come in every Monday and share what you did. And if you didn't do it, you have to explain why you didn't do it. So 
um, those are the, yeah, I'd say those are the biggest challenges. So. Time, yeah, Dan, we'll have time and then we're going to. Yes, I agree with David. David, that at the beginning, the first time you try to implement it, you'll put way too much stuff on there. Um, yeah. Having accountability around it is a huge, huge key. Um, but I'll speak into vision because when I started, the vision part, uh, I had a really, really hard time with because I had a vision for what I wanted to accomplish. And I had accomplished it by the time I started this plan and I couldn't see what was next. And I had to get a bunch of people around me, talk, 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 write, draw maps, write a bunch of stuff down, involve my wife and you know, take a whole weekend uh, solo to think through stuff and clarify where, where I wanted to go with my life next. And that was every area of my life. And then I chucked it down into three things that I want to do in the next 12 weeks that would get me towards, you know, where I wanted to go. So you can go wherever life takes you, or you can plan where you want to go and do things intentionally to get there. And you can get there a whole heck of a lot faster, um, you know, with people around you and asking and people see it and go, Hey, that's cool. I want to help you get there. Can I get on board? Can I okay. introduce you to people? And then that momentum builds on each other. And um, that's how you can really, 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 uh, do less and achieve more. That's good. All right. Um, I wish we had, I, I wish we could quickly. That's a comment. We got time for one more comment. Write it down. <laughs> accountability without per permission is harassment. Uh, just remember that. I can see everybody going home. Hey, honey, this is joyful accountability, you, whether you like it or not. Right. Yeah. Hey, do you want accountability? Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's give the uh, let's give our implementation panel a huge round. Well, there you have it. Another Mastermind Project podcast. We want to thank you for being here and investing in yourself. Uh, that's the key to growth because we know that growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. So thank you for investing in yourself. We hope that you found something here useful. As a matter of fact, it's our desire that you've heard something from this podcast that would make a difference if you implement it in your business. And we know that success favors the speed of implementation. Take a note, take action on something that you've learned here. It'll make a difference. We'd love to hear about it. So, and you can also join us and tell us a little bit about it at our next live event. And you can register for that at www.briankmcrae.com www.briankmcrae.com. We've got our mastermind event schedule there and you can join us virtually uh, at our next event on the third Thursday of the month. So for this time and until next time, study things that matter, practice things that matter and teach things that matter to people who care. Appreciate you.